Yeah, I don't know how they wrote this this in the future, but like no need to fast forward to the future, man. We're we're in it for sure. Dude, it's crazy. I was listening to first to come some of these tracks and I think it's across more albums. I mean, more tracks on the album than just that phrase. Um, I still have to get through the rest of this album, but like for sure, I it's got some stuff that when it came out, it's like that happened yesterday. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, so how did you do that? <laughs> so pressing, and I I don't get it, man. But it's so good. It's probably my favorite album of the year so far. So far, yeah, you think so? I got to get through the rest of it. I I only listened to the first. I want to say I can't remember, but I want to say the first three to four tracks, maybe. And it, I wasn't in a place where I could give it my full attention, so I'm like, oh, I got to put this on off to the side and listen to it definitely when i can give it i i've always loved run the jewel since i think you're the one who showed them to me yeah. and i um just really enjoy their style and i really don't i'm not someone who regularly enjoys that like heavier hip-hop like almost aggressive type like style but it, it's on the balance of like something i would it's on the balance like on the balance of something that i would regularly be like eh, it's not my style like shy away from like i do it really really like i like run the jewels yeah i mean some of it isn't really like that though like they they did a couple interviews afterwards and they were uh, lp was saying like we're not we don't come into these albums like trying to make the most political albums we're just trying to go into the studio and make each other laugh but like yeah there's just sometimes where the, these lines flow out of us just naturally like that. Yeah. And I, I don't mean aggressive in what they're saying. I mean, almost aggressive in the tone of their voice. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense? Like yeah, yeah. I, I more mean aggressive like that. Like um, there are some rappers that, it, or hip hop artists that are like, I doesn't even really matter. They could be rapping the alphabet, but it's the <laughs> tone that I'm like, I just, I, it's too harsh for my ear that I don't enjoy it. Like, you know what I mean? The, the way it flows and the tone like the tone of it like it's just it's too aggressive or it's almost like nails on a chalkboard but not really like not that bad but you know what I'm saying what like saying. it's an uncomfortable like tone for me and I'm like I don't really like that like and so but I really do like them like they're almost yeah. on that like they're kind of like that harder rougher voice wise you know what I mean? But I, I do still I do still really like both of them. They're really, really good. Yeah, LP kicks it up a whole other notch on this on the production on this album, dude. It, I like I like this album so much more than the last one for sure. And when I was waiting for the when when we were waiting and waiting and waiting for this one, I was for just this like, one, what yeah. the hell is taking so long? And then I heard like the first two tracks and I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. I'm, like, I, I'm good. No, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This takes care, all right. And then like the it just goes on after that it's always good when the wait was like worth it like you're like oh okay we're good now we're good <laughs> i mean it's like that nintendo thing that a bad video game is bad forever but a great video game is only delayed until it's uh until it releases and like yeah that's exactly what this album was <laughs> that's what he dude dude there's been a lot of really good stuff that's come out since the last time that we were able to get together yeah i mean 
Well, welcome to episode four. Or episode three. I, yeah, we're starting. We've already getting into it. Yeah, welcome yeah. to episode four. Welcome to episode three, guys. <laughs> you like just jumped in the cut. We're, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's been a ton of stuff because it's been a long time since we've recorded. We, I mean, we've been trying to record for a while, but life and stuff has gotten in the way. So yeah, we're not really stressing on it too much. Um, yeah, the, I was looking at the dates. So... We published our last album three days before this country changed with that video on Memorial Day. Um, yeah. And the like fight for social justice and uh, racial equity that has gone, that has raged on since then, um, remarkably so, has like, dude, every time we take a break, the world changes. The last, from episode one to episode two, there was a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> three, from episode two to episode three, there was this, this huge outbreak of, um, yeah, sh- social change. And it's that's just, just this fuck, that's just this year, man. This year is fucking nuts. Like, you could, we could have done an episode once a week and it would be a new change every freaking week. Like, it's just been crazy this year. But, you know, yeah, I love the pandemic was in between one and two. This stuff that's going on between, you know, two and three is is way more to me important. And it's, oh, yeah. dude, it's such a, I hate to say it this way, but I can't describe it any other way. It's such a fucking mess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a mess. And like, I don't know. That's a whole other convert. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole yeah, that's other a whole show. Other, <laughs> but, that's stuff. I mean, we don't really need to get into on here because, yeah, like you said on the last episode, this music is meant to be fun. Yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it to that. But, anyways, so we didn't really discuss how you want to do them. Do you want to just do the way we assigned them last time? Um, I don't care. You can pick the order. All right, we'll start with Lola Marsh. Okay. You want to go on with that one? You want to give your yeah. thoughts on it first? Dude, uh, both albums were great. Lola Marsh, I thought, had such great tones. It was super chill. Um, I really, really, really liked it a lot. It's definitely, and I always rate something, you know, like I told you on the last one, it's like, I always rate something like if it's going to stay in my library or not. You know what I mean? That one definitely is. And I just like, I like the writing. I like the tones in it. It had like good feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it wasn't just something that got, that my mind didn't just push to the background, even though it was kind of like lower key. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I really liked it. Just the singer songwriter of it. Um, I really, really liked it a lot. It was really, really good. Uh, which is cool because out of the two albums you gave me, they were so different. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They were so different, but. Which um, is the same in the first week, but they're both really good. <laughs> yeah, but you, really, I guess but so. you actually liked both of them this time. Yeah, I actually liked both of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Lola Marsh was, they were really, really good, dude. I really liked just their full feel, that full album. And then the album itself flowed nicely together, which yeah. we've talked about. Like, you don't get that hardly anymore because people are trying to put out, like, more singles and i get that that's the style and like that's kind of how you shine above the way music is delivered nowadays you know what i mean like people are just they're more interested in putting out these singles but this album to me really flowed really really well um i'm trying to get to the album so i can look at the song titles uh in your eyes was one of my favorites um 
What was the other? I know I had three that were really, really some of my favorites. In Your Eyes, um, Hold On, I think, was the other one. And, you know, I should have listened to these, the whole album again, just so I could have a big refresher right before, but I've just been busy with my with my kiddo all day. Uh, I want to say Four Long Seasons was the other one, or In the Morning, because it was towards the tail end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just really no better way to describe it than what I had said on the last time. It's just so cinematic. Um, Echoes is like the quintessential title track, like, um, yeah. or like title credits scene to a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it can just lead off any any movie would flow into it that way, right? Um, and then like right after that, you have like upbeat and um, but like and simple, but it has some sort like some complexity to it on only for a moment. And then yeah, hold on is just so good. And like yeah, that part those parts where it starts to get grandiose, like on that drop, I I think I noted it at around like two forty five, like. It could have been so overbearing, but it just everything finds its mix, its place in that mix. Dude, the um orchestral pieces that came in were totally I wasn't expecting it. And I think they're towards the tail end of the album, so I can't remember which tracks they were it was on. But it was so like I almost like you said, like cinematic, like I almost forgot I was listening to an album because it just like for me, if if visually I'm looking at the album and the album's like, you know, like let's say a basketball, it was really great, nice and tight, and it it just it was really good. And then when all of that started flowing, the the orchestral part where the orchestra like or the orchestra comes in, um, it just blew up from there. It was yeah. like boom, it went from being this like tight little basketball to like a new galaxy. Like for yeah. me when I was it just was like Boom. They like the bomb was dropped and it wasn't it was very light. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like this light explosion. It was just huge. And like the album, it it got big without being too much, which was to me the feel of the album. You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah, I mean it has so many like crescendos and, and diminuendos throughout the whole thing. Like you have you have that kind of build for those first couple of tracks where it's going back back to back to back with echoes only for a moment hold on like great song after great song after great song and then like yeah. straight on the subway it's just like this like light heart or like this stripped down like almost acoustic kind of song and then the, like towards the end of the like it almost seems to follow a narrative and yeah you see like these parts where it's, it's like you're exactly what you're saying is it gets bigger and bigger and then like it just stops for a song or two where it's like yeah. just broken down completely to just like a song just the guitar and just and just the vocalist well see and that's what i mean by like i don't even mean by diminuendos and like um crescendos i mean the whole album was nice and tight and like right in front of me you know what I mean? And it was good and it was great. And it, I enjoyed it. and the talent behind everybody playing and the dude, the lyrics, like the vocal, everything's nice and tight in front of me. And I say towards the latter part of the album, because, and I, I referenced the orchestral bit of it because that's what, for me, it was now, it wasn't even this ball. It was like, a, I was surrounded by this whole new universe. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like just completely enveloped in the album. Like it was all around me now. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, and that's what I mean by it. Like, it blew up. Not even, not even like 
by a crescendo, like by sound wise. I just yeah. mean like I was listening to my headphones and I just felt nice and tight in front of me. And all of a sudden it was just like almost like – Like you thought you knew what it was and then it's like a different sound altogether. And now it was all of a sudden it was like this like – now I'm in 5.1 almost. Like the sound was was big and great and all around me and I was just enveloped in this feel – the sound, the tone, like everything just hit really well, but it didn't hit you like a brick wall. It hit you like a fucking like cloud. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was so awesome, dude. It was so good. Yeah. Like I really liked the album. I think sure. it has to go into the way that they did the production. So um, Discogs is the the website I mentioned on the last um, podcast yeah. that I couldn't remember. But the instrumentalist, um, Gil Landau, he actually co-mixed a few tracks on this, um, most of the later part in the stuff. And it was more of that stripped down stuff that's kind of yeah. more orchestral. Um, and what was he, his name? His name is Gil Landau. He's the he's the, the guy in the band. Okay. Um, so he had never – like this is his first uh, mixing, which is kind of ballsy considering the, the um, person that his – work would obviously be compared to because it's the person who makes the rest of the track which i'll mention in a second here yeah but the person that he co-mixed with was a guy who actually did a lot of like um middle middle eastern music and like okay. a lot of sitar stuff and stuff like that so i wonder if that leads to kind of what you're hearing where like you probably haven't i mean i don't know i haven't heard sitar like no. recordings and stuff so it's like a completely no. different world so like it's just completely different to, to last my time ear. i even heard any sitar recordings were in like when i was in college yeah. for music like you know because i had to and not that not in a bad way i just was like it was not forced on me but it was like you need to listen to this because it's important like you know yeah. what i mean like okay all right i guess like you know what i mean like it wasn't yeah. something that i was like and I so would've... they're probably older recordings where this guy's like doing it like yeah. in a modern style <laughs> yeah. so like it's just a completely different kind of uh, style of mixing that we haven't heard so i wonder if that's part of like what you're like when it opened How up it was, to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so his work was um that's what I was saying is this guy this guitar player from this band is really ballsy because his work was going to be compared to Kenny Takahashi, which I didn't know by name at the time, but I went to go check his album credits as I've been doing with since we started this project. Yeah. Ozo Ozomontley Street Signs, Black Keys, El Camino and Attack and Release, Beck Gnarls Barkley, Danger Mouse, including Danger Mouse with, uh, including Prima Lux, which is Danger Mouse and Karen O. Like, this dude's done nothing but great stuff. And yeah. I, I was going through his, um, his discography, and an album popped in there that, that I was like, wait a minute, this is like the exact time frame. And I remember you telling me you worked in California. Yeah. Uh, or when you were working in California, you worked on a Static X album. So I immediately texted you. This was like months, uh, probably at least a month ago when we were first yeah, yeah. trying to get this recording. And I was like, hey, what was the album you recorded? And you were like, I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking know. It was just so around, this was the time, the, whatever it came out. Yeah. You, and I sent you the title and you were like, is this it? And you were like, yeah. I was like, did you work with this person? <laughs> yeah. This this so, guy Kenny he and it was funny because I was like fuck I don't remember his last name and then when you sent me the picture I think is what you had sent me a screenshot of something I'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah that's him and I because I didn't remember his last name like for me he was just Kenny like he was the head engineer at, at Glenwood Play Studios and still might be for all I know I I don't really know where he's at anymore but um dude I mean fucking genius dude super chill but like you would get into these conversations and he would like somehow calmly like explain 
It's like he like it's like he was explaining like the universe like in this calm sense and manner. Like he would give you all this information and just you're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, I caught like a little bit of that, and that was it. Like you know what I mean? But he was just super cool about it, and and it was crazy because yeah, like he's got all these really great album credits and stuff like that. And to me, you would think working in the studio that would have been what was important, but it really wasn't. Like what was important more is that he was a dude who took the time to show you stuff, at least like with me when I worked with him, like he would take the time to show me like quicker ways to handle specific gear. You know what I mean? Like here's a quicker way to set this up. Uh, he would take the time to when he could as being as fucking busy as he was, you know what I mean? Like uh, this dude, imagine. yeah, dude, he lived across the street. Like, this Glamour Play Studios is in this area which is really, really weird. And it's like most studios, I guess they're kind of hard to find. And they're really kind of, it's this place where like, there was like these big, like industrial type buildings, but then it was our studio right next to us was this big, like car museum that was hidden, but it actually was like a car museum slash like some people had like really expensive, like, unique cars there like one-off cars and stuff like that or whatever custom cars but you wouldn't ever guess what it was you know what i mean there's no naming or anything and then all of a sudden this like house in front of the studio across the street from it just weird like almost like almost like an up yeah like it's it's like an up like it's just and it was a tiny house and like not only was this guy great at engineering great ear like technical like his technical knowledge was out the fucking like roof of how to handle gear like he had this really technical side on how to do it but then you could artistically like create fucking great albums like like you know what i mean like you could get these great sounds but like this dude used to buy motorcycle engines and like fucking strip them apart and put them back together and fix them like he would buy motorcycles i remember one time getting to the studio and i was coming in and, and he was with somebody else and i don't remember who this guy was but they had this bike in the back of a truck that looked like a fucking wreck. I mean, it was a wreck, dude. And like, I don't know, a few weeks later, he had it pulled apart and put back together. He just needed like plastics and everything for it. And it was like running. Like, it was crazy. I mean, but again, super nice, dude. And so it's crazy. I don't, rem- for me, I don't remember his, you know, his credits or what went this or that. I just remember him as a person. Like he was really, really cool. I don't even remember me telling you that story where I fell asleep against a wall, like with my head, like on a mop, like on a, on a uh-huh. broom. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's the, he's the engineer that was sitting there like, dude, I've been sitting here for like two minutes waiting to see if you were going to fall over. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? So like that story like goes, um, uh, hours you work hours and days straight in the studio. And like the static aesthetic X album you're talking about, this album that we worked on it same studio was set up for static x during the day and they would record all day and those sessions started around i don't know let's say like maybe seven or eight you know was when we were getting set up for for them to record and then they recorded till whenever you know 10 o'clock at night something like that and then the head engineer for the Jay Leno show at the time. I'm sorry. Yes, the Jay Leno show at the time. So, you know, they record these late night shows during the day. 
he, the head audio engineer was mixing an album too. And so he was mixing in the same studio. So we literally turned that room like almost every like 12 hours. We had to reset the room, reset this like huge SSL console, all the outboard gear, patch console, everything. Every, not 12 hours, but it was like, it was like 14 hours for, for Static X, 14, 15 hours, turn it over. And then the, the, the engineer for Jay Leno would come in at night. He'd get there about like 11 and he would work till like six in the morning. And then we had an hour to turn the room back over. Like if it never, like if it, like for a full band, yeah, for a full band. Like, so the good thing was, is that we never had to mess with the studio area, mics, all those, everything stayed. All we were, all we were flipping over was the control room. If we had to flip the studio over, it'd be a fun. The only one time we did have to patch in was, um, Delfeo Marcellus. So if you're not in, if that name doesn't ring a bell in the jazz world, Winton Marcellus probably does, which is he's the fucking world's best trumpet player ever in. And I don't see anybody ever surpassing him in fucking years because the dude can play amazing jazz and like symphonic trumpet. Like no one can believe. Anyways, his brother's just as great trombone player though. We brought him in one of the days that he was there. Um, and he did some, some overdubs on the solo part. And that was the only time we ever needed a mic other than that. But the rest of the time, and he was in a, in a ISO booth, but the rest of the time, yeah, we were flipping this room over back and forth. So static X was there for about four months. And in between that somewhere, it was almost two months worth that we were flipping this back and forth because the engineer was mixing this jazz album. But I remember this dude just being super chill, dude. Like he was super chill about the whole thing. I mean, he was just come in, get his coffee, catch up for a little bit, and then zip right into the room. And like you would never see him the rest of the day. Like he was just in it. Like he was just busy. Yeah, super cool guy, dude. Really cool. Got along with everybody. And I mean, just a nice dude. Like he was just a genuinely nice guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially because, like, like, yeah, I don't know him personally. I'm just looking at his credit. Like, it's like looking at stats up for like a like a uh, a sports superstar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's um like I could never know this guy and think, yeah, this guy could be an asshole. Like because he carries that kind of weight. But like to hear yeah. that, that's awesome. No, yeah, he was really cool. and super humble. Like you know what I mean? He doesn't flash around. Like he doesn't flash around what he does. But he's very good at about like knowing his shit and, and you can you know he loves what he does because he likes to talk about it. Like you yeah. know what I mean? But not in a like I know everything, not in like an I know everything type of way. Almost like and people won't get this reference, but you will. Almost like Phil. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like all this fucking knowledge. And so Phil, if anybody listens to this and they're from the conservatory everybody knows phil like he was there for a long time and he is probably one of hands down the best human beings i've ever met in my life like you know what i mean but he was very human beings that i've met for sure yeah for sure and genius i mean guy's a fucking genius and so anyways this guy is very much like him where he's got a very big passion he loves to talk about like 
he's got a lot of information and he'll download you with a lot of information. If you're willing to listen, like he's going to teach you and you're going to learn, but dude, you better be a fucking huge ass sponge. Cause he's going to give you a ton of info because he knows it and he knows it off the top of his head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I never like you were, you were texting me all those other like um, stats. And I think the only other one that maybe would have come across in conversation with him and I would have been, um, would have been, uh, what's it called? The, um, oh my Ozo. God. Ozo. And I think it's because I didn't even know how the conversation came up. I think he mentioned recording something random that was on their album. And I'm like, Oh shit, we're, what were we recording that for? And he's like, oh yeah, it was Oza Motley album. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, it was like, no. and I'm like, dude, you know Oza Motley? He's like, oh yeah. Like, and so he talked a little bit about it, but it wasn't like he was, again, like showboating. Yeah. We were talking about recording. I think I probably asked him like, what's the weirdest thing you recorded? And it was, I can't even remember what it was off their album now. And like, and I'm like, oh, what is that? I don't think I remember what the instrument was. And he was describing it to me. And I'm like, how'd you record that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was genuine, like, audio engineer, like, That's just awesome. shop talk. Just, you know what I mean? Just shop talk. Yeah. And so, um, like, how to mic it and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I cool. honestly can't remember. I, I have such a bad fucking memory, but I can't even <laughs> remember what the goddamn thing was. But again, he's not like, oh yeah, well, I've recorded this and I've recorded that. Like it was, he's not that type of dude. Like, you know what I mean? He's just super chill. Like you'll get those things eventually from him, but he's not sitting there flashing what, what he wrote, what he's recorded. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so he's super, he was super cool, man. Super cool. Definitely made my time there at the studio. Um, just like really welcoming, you know what I mean? And, and enjoyable. You know, like I said, always willing to show. And I was, I'm always someone, especially there, like I was always kind of like just shy and like, like kept to myself. There were a lot of times that like, uh, Static X had a lot of, they had a big budget. And so there'd be times where like he'd be, he'd come out and he would like take their orders. Like, you know, as runners, that's what we're doing. We're taking fucking orders and shit. He would take the orders and bring them to me. I didn't have to go in there and like get them or like he'd be like, hey, everybody, everybody's getting food they want to order from this place this is what they want da, 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 da. make sure you get some some i'm like no no it's cool and he's like dude it's not coming out of anybody's pocket except the fucking record company like <gasps> order yourself some damn food don't be modest about like or don't be um what's it called uh like just don't be shy about it like you know what i mean he's yeah. like just get some fucking food he's like i know we don't we don't pay you guys enough like you don't make enough fucking money get some fucking food like you know what i mean he'd be like and i'd be like oh, okay all right i'll get like a burger he's like whatever man like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just get something. Like, just get some food. Like, so he was always just very, like, very cool about it. Like, you know what I mean? Very cool, dude. Which, again, after you sent me his, like, credit list, I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have known that. I could have talked to him about more shit. <laughs> I mean, this is probably before a lot of that stuff came out, too. Because, like, I guess Black that's Keys true. probably hadn't come up then. Definitely not Prima Lux. More than likely Danger Mouse had. But, like, yeah. That, uh, whatever we can get off of it for now but yeah that's just cool um, <laughs> that's awesome yeah my standout tracks were echoes and only for a moment um but that, i mean too. i yeah, yeah, i yeah. love this whole this whole album and there was so many the reason i assigned this one last time was because i was going through my um my new jams which is all stuff that i i offload when after i listen to an album anything that i like goes into that new jams playlist before it goes into my stuff i like playlist which is that the really long one 
um, on my new jams one, there was at least like five or six tracks from this album. And that never happens from a full album on here. So I yeah. like, I was like, all right, this one has to go on there for sure. Cause it's definitely like a full good, awesome album. All right. So then, I mean, if do you have any other final thoughts on that one? No, no, I'm good. Yeah. That was cool. That was probably it. All right. So, I mean, we can just go from the way, way I have my notes and just to mix up the different, or since I did two last time, um, Watsky cardboard castles. Yeah. What'd you think? Honestly, I I wasn't feeling this one. I no. mean, at first, like I was like like listening to this, I was, I was like, is this a nerdcore? Like, did God also sign me a nerdcore album? <laughs> yeah, and probably. I, like, I was getting a little annoyed. Uh, and I started doing some more research into him. And like he seems he's a great writer for sure. And he seems like an even better dude. Cause there was like one thing that he did where he did like the longest rap ever. And it was most like it was super recently for like charity. It was like 52 hours that he was rapping for. What and the fuck? like yeah, I don't know. I didn't know even how, know that. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I went to his website because I was like, why? Like, I needed to find something to make me continue to listen to this because it's an hour long, which is too long for any sort of like talking st- in this style rapping. Um, but yeah, man, like, it's, it, he seems like an awesome dude, but this shit was cornier than a than an Ilota vendor for me. Um, <laughs> like, and even he even called me out on it because on their last track, "Dent in the Moon," he he has a line that says, "So say this shit, this shit is too corny." I was like, "Yep, I've been saying that for an hour." Now. <laughs> um, and there was like, there was th- things that I did like in here, like the beat on "Ugly Faces" is really cool and it has some potential. But then like you have this Billie Eilish synth over the and like this so this is years before Billie Eilish was ever made in the lab to sell yeah. pop records. Um and so like it just kind of ruins that whole beat for it. And I like, oh this sounds so corny. And then like I think at some point uh, to kill a hipster comes on and I'm like, dude, you are a white like comedian rapper who's <laughs> has a YouTube channel with the daily co- with the daily show correspondent. Like you are the definition of a hipster. Uh, it, dude, that's one of the best out tracks we're talking about. I mean, it's hilarious. Just to, go, just to go full hate for a second too. Like I didn't even like the skits on here. Dude, I really wanted to like this. I even watched the whole YouTube series behind this album. It's like probably at least 40 minutes worth of just youtube videos is it really that, you text me about that i didn't even know they yeah, had that that's that was better than this album like that that actually made what listening to the album worth it for me because like it had its <laughs> moments but even like the last four or five episodes kind of drug on and i was just like oh my god <laughs> i i i'm not a fan of it. i'm not a fan of it i'm not a fan of the style there there was like an mc chris album that i like a couple of mc front front a lot tracks that i like yeah. um but i heard all those when they were when i was younger so they all were kind of ingrained into me and it's it just wasn't for me i i wasn't feeling it i had to listen to um to freddie gibbs afterwards just to kind of cleanse my rap palette <laughs> see and i don't know why but right around when when this album when i started listening to the album it was something that was very not serious, lighthearted, made me laugh, and I enjoyed listening to it. So it was like this, and then Kid Quill was like the other one. You know, I mean, we talked about that like last time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's still the same type, and for me, getting off of like getting off of work, basically, like I'm getting off of work, and I I enjoy something with a beat, right? Like I enjoy that, and so. I tend to listen to a lot of hip hop and a lot of rap and stuff like that. And so something that's lighthearted, stuff like that, it's good. It's good. Almost like cleansing for me coming out of work. 
Like I'm, mm. I have a long drive home from work. Sometimes it's depending on traffic. It can be 30, 40 minutes. And I want something that's like lighthearted and can kind of wind me down from the edginess of like the last like eight, nine hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, it, I do like it. And so, yeah. <laughs> but it is goofy and funny and like, dude, Tequila Hipster is hilarious. Come on, man. It's hilarious. It's funny. Come I, on. <laughs> I wasn't into it, man. <laughs> and so that and and like it's still it's not the same comedic style, but like Kid Quill's like that too. Kid Quill's more love like beachy type, like surfer kid almost type rap. Like you know what I mean? Like t- to me at least, that's how I kind of feel it. Um, but I liked it. It was good. And the beats are really good on it. Like I like the beats. Like you can tell the beats, like there's some time put into some of those, the, the tracks, like yeah. I mean, for sure. And so I really like that about it too. You like fucking love logic too. So this is like right up your alley. And like, I really liked logic when I first heard him and just kind of since then I, I've kind of backed off him a little bit more. Yeah. No, I um, fucking love logic for sure. Yeah. So like, this is definitely right up your alley. It's just the style and the style and the rhythm of how he, um raps despite the words or whatever the rhythm and of his flow is definitely like what i enjoy for sure yeah um yeah production wise again according to discogs it was mixed by two people um which is actually kind of weird so david boucher um his most notable projects were randy newman and a perfect circle <laughs> weird, weird combo. Uh, but the other engineer was Michael Denton, who did a, a whole bunch of um, E40, and that was like not 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 a lot other than that. Um, but the I will say, give credit where it is due. He did have a lot of live instrumentation on this, yeah. um, which being a mark for the roots, like I'm all I'm always gonna think that hip hop deserve deserves yeah. live instruments, even yeah. though like a lot of samples are getting way way good now, but. Um, yeah, so I will give him credit for that, but not much else in, in my opinion on this one. I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of that. I would like, I even would go and listen to maybe some of his newer stuff because I'm sure his writing's gotten better, but yeah, it's just, this is, this is definitely an older that, album. Yeah. It's definitely older. Yeah. It's just that style that he raps in. I don't know that I would want to listen to it. Maybe I got, like I said, I got to give him another chance somewhere else down the road, but I'm not, it didn't I don't hit, have the time didn't for hit it at right the right now. time. Yeah. Yeah. You got any other thoughts on that one? No, just something I really enjoyed and I it was lighthearted. I like it. Like like you said though, I definitely am like a big logic fan and the rhythm and style of the flow of how he despite the words, the words and lyrics are good between, you know, for logic, but and and Watsky's stuff fits his style. So the lyrics I think are really good too, but it's a lot of times it's the rhythm and the feel. Again, mm-hmm. like I said the the beat and um, the beats behind it are really good. And I really like them a lot. Like they're not for it being something like comedic type, not comedic, but like lighthearted type um, yeah. rap. There's a lot of love put to those beats. And I appreciate that a lot. Like I love that there was a lot of love put into those beats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, there's a, just comedic element to it for sure. Like there was the uh, hardhead net or whatever it was, where like yeah. does it never ended. Um, what's it called? Headstand, yeah. like that. Yeah, like it's got those. It's got those moments, and I get what it is. It was just kind of. I guess maybe maybe I just wasn't ready or not in the in the mood for it. Even yeah. though I listened to it a bunch of different times, I just never really got got into it too much personally. Yeah, no, I get you. 
Next one. Um, cool. Yeah. So then we had uh, Dogleg by Melee or Melee? the other way around. Me- uh, or no, Melee by Dogleg. By Dogleg. Yeah. Um, that's a. I, I keep on mixing it up because like it could go either way. They're two. They're just a, it's one word. Yeah. Per, um, but yeah, you want to give your thoughts on it? Dude, great fucking album. Like I have not heard a rock album that I've genuinely enjoyed in a long fucking time. Like I will say that to me, anything rock like this style, right? Like it's, it's just straight rock. Like it's not like alternative. It's not like, it's almost on the edge of like punky kind of, but yeah, not. Yeah, it's way punky. I thought. I, I see. I, I feel like it's. It's not, a little bit. Be- it's a little more than that because sure. it's bigger. Like the yeah. the the sound of it is bigger, and it's not this. It's not like the two chords over and over. Right, right, right. And and that's thing. not bad. I like punk. I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about it, but it's not. No, the, I'm just saying it's not, it's not it's the not sim- the is. simpleness of punk. Like it's got a little bit more, and I, that's one of the reasons why I like punk. Just to make that clear, like I like punk because it's very simple. It's and it's it's fun. This is more rocky, like rock, just straight rock. And I really liked it a lot, dude. I like the tracks. I like the sound. The album itself sounds very late 90s. Mm. And um, it, it, it sounds very late 90s. And they carry that. It, the consistency of that is from fucking beginning to end. These guys, too, also do have some orchestral parts that come into it, which are really cool. And I can't remember where it was at. Again, I didn't get to like listen to the albums again right before the uh, right before now, but um, it had some orchestral parts that really made it like dramatic. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Which I really liked too. But really good, dude. I really liked it a lot. I liked the sa- the vocals, um, the guitar sounds, dude. The drums are fucking amazing. Oh my yeah. god. The for me, a big thing is always drum tones, and the tones are very tight. And they're rounded and they're just short enough to not get in the way of anything else. Like, you know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. They they fit. The mix is so good. Like, the mix <laughs> is so fucking good. Like, everything has its perfect space with enough elbow room that nothing's being crowded. And for a rock album, a lot of times that's really fucking hard. Because yeah. rock well, sometimes... it's hard to execute for sure. Yeah, because rock sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's almost a genre, the style for the genre. Rock sometimes has stuff overlapped on it, and it's okay because it's rock. Like, you know what I mean? It's heavy. It's good. It's, it's, it sometimes fits that style. But, like, this one is so well carved out that everything has enough room to breathe and fit perfectly and sound good. Those guitar tones are fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. The, the, the toms sound really good. The rolls fit really nice and tight the kick drum sounds really really good everything's coming back to me now as i'm talking about it (laughs) and then on top of that the distortion guitars are nice and curved out really like they sit really really well even the bass a lot of times bass guitar the bass guitar gets drowned out some drowned out sometimes i think it like it blends too much with distortion guitar for me like i want to hear more of the bass carved out and the bass sounds really nice like you can really hear a good bass tone without it like just being lost in the mix dude like i listen to this album in my car at least three or four times and i listen to it in my airpods man i want to say only like twice but even in the car everything is really carved out really nice i listened to it in the car i think first 
because I remember it hitting me harder when I listened to my AirPods the first time. And it's just so good. Like I haven't heard a ro good rock mix like this. I think almost ever like the way, <laughs> the way it sits, the way it's, and I'm not talking about like that. The rest of the rock albums aren't good. I'm specifically strictly only a hundred percent talking about the way it was mixed. Like yeah. it's so good. So, so good. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear that Turnstile album that I suggested for you to listen to? I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. So listen to that sometime at some point, just because like that's what this reminds me of a lot. Like beyond like the tones and recording and all that stuff that you're talking about, yes, like cosine all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like they they just like this album just has like an almost unrivaled passion and energy that just comes through the recording. Like you you just feel it through yes. the speakers. Yeah. Um. Like. Live music, RIP, um, is beloved because you feel those things, like you, and you can feel like you're in the room with them, like listening to them doing this. Yep. Um, it just has like a genuineness and a uniqueness that comes across, and it's really hard to replicate. I will say, yeah, I will 100% agree with that too. Like, despite the last 15 minutes I talked about the mix, <laughs> <laughs> the band itself sounds really good, and you can tell they love their music. The, the music itself is, if I set the technicality aside, it's an enjoyable album to listen to. Mm. There has definitely been some albums, rock albums that I've listened to, the fucking brothers that mix, um, the Lord Algae brothers. There's some other stuff that I listen to and the technicality I love and it's really great and I can look at the mix and the mix itself is great. But I won't say I enjoy the heart of the music the way I did this album too, especially from front to back. Like yeah. the full album from front to back is really, really good. And it's just, if I, I can set myself aside from the technicality side of it and just enjoy it too. It's a really good album to listen to. Yeah. So um, from what I can tell from Discogs, this was recorded by their singer and guitar player. And for like no other, just kind of going on an assumption on this, I'm pretty sure it was recorded in their house, dude. You think so? Yeah, like there, it doesn't say anything about any, like any studios or anything like that. So I'm pretty like, given that it's such a, I mean, it seems like a low budget, but not doesn't sound like a low, low budget, budget. Obviously, which we've heard, we've heard that happen a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think what happen. it is is they they spent the money that they had on their mix engineer, and the dude was just like, here, here's what we have, like we'll record this, and then here's here's everything. And so their mix engineer was Brett Romney, and he's done a, a good amount of stuff. Um, and there's as all been a more recent, but most notably was um, brand new's most recent album, Science Fiction. Shameless self promotion was one of the first things I ever wrote about on um, irrelevant.org. Yeah. And that album is n almost nothing like this one. Like it's almost some more similar to Lola Marsh, where yeah. it's got like these haunting tones and like it sounds like a brand new album. Like, there's like echoes and it's just so complex. And like for him to be able to capture that band, that like legendary band sound that they were going for in that like important album, because they hadn't released an album, I think in like 10, 12 years. Yeah. And then also be able to capture this, like the sound of this band. And I don't, I can't imagine that they were going for anything other than what this actually sounds like because it's so good like just the diversity of that guy's skill set is yeah. insane like this uh, was premeditated like ex everything that it is the album was mm -hmm. premeditated like that's exactly what they're going for it didn't just fucking happen like oh 
wow, happy accident. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and you know what? And you, you can, I definitely agree with that because of the consistency of it. Like every track on there, it flows well together. And I want to, I almost said sounds the same. It doesn't sound the same, mm. but it has the same origin. Like it has it the has same, yeah, it has their sound, which yeah. again, like you don't get that out of hardly any albums nowadays. And I think there's, that's just because there's so many different people that mix it. And like, there's so many different hands in it sometimes and in, in mm. new albums and, because they okay this is the main engineer and then we want this guy to do the singles like yeah, it's like just the, engineers like that yeah it's just the way music is now for better or worse like you know it doesn't matter whether you like that or not it it's just what it is that's just the industry now this album doesn't do that and i really liked that about it like too you know I mean, it just had this consistent flow to it where it was really 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 good i just i can't get over the fact that I'm telling you, like, I right now I can't think of any other album that was <laughs> mixed better rock in the rock genre specifically. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just straight rock only. Um, that was mixed better than this. Like, it so, just sounds so good. Other than that Turnstile album, which which will be different, like it's more kind of the sound. They have a similar sound to this band. Yeah, I'd say listen to that brand new album and see if you like this guy's style because it's definitely. It's obviously different, but like that dude is just as good on that album, in my opinion. And yeah. I, I really like that album and like a lot of the tones that he got in that one too. I don't know how familiar you're, how familiar you are with Brand New ahead of time. I don't think you really, I don't think they don't were think a band so. you really listened to no. much. But even just going into that album like blind, just knowing that he did this, yeah, you you can see how like yeah how broad his skills are related, and how, yeah. yeah, how really how how good uh, and talented this dude is. That's awesome. I'll um, have to check those out. I'll get those from you. I'll get those from you offline. Yeah, the standout tracks for me on this one was the t- the opening track, Kawasaki Backflip, uh, Bueno, Hotlines, and Ender, which Ender was the last one. Yeah. The first two, yep, Kawasaki Backflip, Bueno, those two just, they hit hard, and like yeah. they are a good introduction of, to what you're about to get. And like I said, the tail end of it is very good. I don't remember where the orchestral parts come into. I just remember thinking it was funny that both albums had like orchestral like tail ends, like ends to them. You know what I mean? Like orchestral pieces, you know, come in in the end. I mean, for all I know, it could have been Ender. It could have been just the last track. But um, I don't think it was. I think it was more towards like the war turtle, like the last two or last yeah, it was one of the tracks. longer tracks too. I'm not, I'm looking on my phone. Maybe it was then because so I can't. Is I can't see this minutes long time. Ender is the longest one. It it, rang, it comes in at almost six thirty. Okay, see, I'm not looking at times. I, I think that I think it was one of the longest ones. So it might be. It that might one, be though. that one. Um, but to have an orchestral piece come in on this this type of rock album like if you it completely hit me out of nowhere like i was not expecting that at <laughs> all like you know what yeah. I mean? especially because again it was like big rock band type sound in the beginning you know what i mean like the first half of the album sounds like that big rock just like not so much even in your face just big just we're a big band this is us and then to have the orchestral stuff in the end, it was just a nice, for me personally, a nice little touch, and I liked it. And it just, it really went well with the album. Yeah, I yeah. liked it a lot. It was good. 
Yeah, cool. definitely one for sure staying in my in my um, library. Sweet. Yeah, I, I I go back to that one and like I mean it's it's short enough that you can just it's I think it's like a half an hour long. You can just listen to it through. through yeah, the sure. And even if you're just like listen, yeah, just a half hour while I'm like checking emails in the morning. Thirty six minutes, man. Yeah, super yeah. short. Um. Yeah. So we did it. We got through them all finally. <laughs> finally, after <laughs> after trying to record for the last month. At least a month, because my notes are dated from like two from like four weeks ago right now. <laughs> and I don't think I've touched this note since then. Um, or at least since like we were, I was ready, and then we could we could actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other recommendations or anything before we get into next week's assignments? Um, I do. But some there, I'm sure there's stuff people have already listened to. The new Lady Gaga album. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, I mean Liz is like the biggest Lady Gaga fan. Yeah, ever, so I had, <laughs> yeah, I had to, and yeah, it was really. Dude, good. It's great. It's a fucking great album. I loved it. I fucking loved it. I wanna. I have not listened to Alicia's Keys. The rest of it has not come out. Oh wait, did it come out yet? No, it hasn't come out. It hasn't yet. come out yet. A lot of stuff got, is getting delayed or has got delayed and is just starting to get released. I'm now. looking at just the stuff I have on my list. I've listened to the first couple that are on Apple Music at least, which is Time Machine Underdog. Very good. Um, Alanis Morissette's album stuff is delayed on that one too. I think. Well, yeah, she had an EP come out. Yeah. Well, she's got. Yeah. What's it the called? The EP was pretty good. Such pretty folks on the road. So is that the EP? Uh, no, the EP is Reckoning. Okay, I haven't heard that one. I think she had the whole, uh, her whole album did come out. I thought though. it did come out too. I'm looking at my list here and it does not have the, all the tracks on there, but I'm waiting for that to come out. Um, what else since? I did actually, I think we talked, I mentioned it last time, was that Black uh, Dahlia Murder album, Vermonious. I wasn't really... Like, I wasn't disappointed. I got what I expected. Does that make sense? With mm -hmm. them, like, they're great. They're a great band. They're a great metal band. But nothing really stood out. And I really only got it. I got through it twice. Like, it was nothing really stuck out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of metal stuff that's been coming out for me. Is... Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad because when I first started listening to metal back at the conservatory, there were certain tracks that stuck out where before that I was like, ah, metal all sounds the same to me, but because we, because you worked with the biggest metal heads on the planet. Yeah, exactly. The biggest metal heads on the planet, all five of them, they were able to attune my ear to certain of what I needed to look for. Right. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like, you know, there's people who hate jazz. I fucking mm -hmm. love jazz. And I sat down with people. And when I showed them what, not show them what to look for, but when I, give them what I'm looking for. Like, Hey, this is what I listen to. And they're like, Oh yeah. It kind of almost like gives you a new, or you can cater gives you a new what, appreciation. You know what I mean? Yeah. What they might like to, what is, yeah. What to listen what, for. What yeah. To, yeah. But uh, this black Dally, th this album, nothing really stuck out. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Like I said, I just, I got what I expected. It was a good album, you know, but nothing, yeah. nothing really hit me. I think that's all really it. I listened to a couple of other jazz albums, but nothing that was really worth talking about. I will throw out. Um... Speaking of jazz, did you hear um, Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest's project Jazz is Dead? 
No. Check that out. It, there's It's a two-parter now, and I think they're going to start doing more. The second part is with Roy Ayers. Okay. Um, And that one is so much better than the first part. But Roy you'll Ayers. Probably like, you'll probably like the first part more. Roy Ayers is like an older artist. I don't, so they, they use a lot the of his names. Um, I have to look him yeah, up. Yeah, I, I didn't really know him either. I mostly – I think I heard about this one on – um. What's it called? A podcast that I listened to on All Songs Considered. Yeah. Um, they have a dude from their uh from a podcast called Serious Rap Shit, which if you don't listen to that one, listen to it already. It's like in three weeks that I've been listening to it, it's completely broadened my horizons on hip hop. Nice. Um but yeah, the and since it's Alicia Shaheed Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest, I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll listen to this. The first one, like I said, isn't that great, but the Roy Ayers one is, is really good. What's and the it's album called? Pretty short. It's called um, Jazz is Dead. I think on, at least I know on Spotify, it's listed as JID002, and it's listed under Roy Ayers there. Let me see. There's an album, Jazz is Dead 001. Yeah, so it, go, to, go to their artists and then go, go and try and find like related albums. Uh, let's see. And the album actually might be called Roy Ayers, JID002. I don't know if it's on here. Oh, there it is. Roy Ayers, JID002. Yeah. Listen to that one for sure. Okay. And it's only like 26 minutes, so it's it's a quick listen, That's super but it's short. really good. Yeah. Did you, have you listened to this? So are you telling me to listen to Jazz is Dead 001 also? I didn't like 001 as much, but you might Oh, you like said it, it was more. a two part. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's a project things. that they're doing, so they're, I think they're going to release more of these too. And I'm sure, like, because the last one only came out a couple months ago, and this one, they've both been released within this year, so I'm sure they're going to okay. start to do more of these. Oh, um, um the one I was going to mention, uh, this is called SoFi Jazz, S O F I Jazz, all one word. Um, the artist, her name is Sofija. Sofija, I can't even say her last name. It's it's like. <laughs> K N E Z E V I C. Um, so, relation to her, she is actually the wife of a uh, trombonist that I discovered because he plays with the Winton Marcellus band. <laughs> Funny how things like just kind of pop up. This guy, I found him who he was because I saw him on Winton Marcellus with the Winton Marcellus, like with the Philharmonic, like jazz orchestra that he's a part of. Um, his name is Eli, Eli Mason. And the reason I found he stuck out so much was because they had three trombonists, right? And you look at the jazz guys and I hate to say this, but they look like typical jazz artists, right? Very just low key, just, you know, very beige. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. very beige, not bad. I mean, amazing <laughs> fucking artists. Like, let me just fucking first say that, right? Amazing artists. But this guy looks like he's, I don't know, like nine feet tall. <laughs> so he sticks out, really thin dude. He had his hair like in this tight little bun. And his trombone, where the curves of the trombone in the actual frame of it, had these like little, his thing look, his trombone looked very steampunk. Like, <laughs> that's all I can say. I'm like, this dude's playing with a steampunk punk trombone in the fucking highest rated jazz band on the planet. 
I got to find out who this dude is, right? So I was listening. I was watching actually one evening this live thing, and it was awesome. It was like an hour and like 20 minutes of them playing, and it was like on Facebook Live or something. I was literally – I got through them through Instagram, was streaming it to my TV, then saw this dude, then found his name, then looked him up. So I'm following him for a while, then find out he's married to this girl. So he's on this whole album, SoFi Jazz. He's on this whole album. He plays with his wife. She sounds like Diana Krall. And, but she's got this like little extra to her that makes her sound to me a little bit more. And I, I hate to say this, but a little bit more interesting than Diana Krall. Like I like Diana Krall, but she almost gets pushed. Beige. <laughs> yeah. She almost just gets pushed to the outside. If I'm doing something else, she yeah. definitely get like my mind doesn't pay attention anymore. But she's uh-huh. a very calming type voice. This girl's got that, but she she's a very good mix between like Diana Crawl and like not as much, but Ella Fitzgerald. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like Ella, it's hard to meet Ella. Like uh-huh. she She's the queen, man. She's the queen. Like, right? Especially when she's scatting. Like, she's the queen of scatting. Like, she can impersonate any person, any instrument, any, like, anything to a T. This girl can really scat. I mean, she can really fucking scat really good. She will scat back and forth with her with her husband while he's playing trombone. And she's scatting exactly what he's doing really well. But then she's got these ballads that are just super smooth and it's like she almost like she's two people almost like her voice is her jazz style is bipolar almost like it's really good so i will push her album a little bit so if you are interested in jazz anyway if not don't listen to it whatever but so <laughs> jazz it's a really good album she's a really good jazz artist it's not like just instrumental jazz like she's got vocals and so she's got some really good stuff like she blends really good old style with like newer type like um newer type like pop jazz kind of like you know like michael buble and some of those guys that are out right now stuff contemporary stuff that people know she's a very good blend like that and so i really want people to listen to her album she's got really good stuff out there that's probably it for me (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I had a ton of stuff that I listened to in between all this. Like, there were certain times where my backlog was getting up to 11, 10 hours. I think right now I got it down to like three or four, and it's just, and I, it's just the last week. Yeah. Um, but the biggest ones that I've seen, one of them I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off because I may assign it. But let's see. Tiana Taylor. I don't know if you heard that one, the album. Um, no. It's really long. It's an hour and 20 minutes, but she's got. Um, collabs with rick ross erica badu missy elliott like there's so many good people on this album and even then like towards the end where she's just like all of her songs that are just her yeah are all really good i have like six songs on my new jams playlist uh, from this album alone um which it's a long one so it's, is it self-titled it's for the course no it's called the album gotcha found it okay yeah i got it um my morning jacket came out with a new album a couple weeks ago that was pretty good too if you're into them uh let's see rap wise she's got a track with missy ellen in future that's what i just said sorry i'm looking at the track list myself because as you were saying i was downloading the album I was yeah. getting it. um 
rap wise, Pop Smoke. I don't, I know that we don't really like kind of the trap style um, rap and stuff, yeah, but not too much. Th- that was like the the pinnacle of it that I've heard so far, and it sucks because that it's that dude's last album that he ever recorded because he's like I think he's like twenty or twenty even twenty one or something, and yeah. he got shot um and he's dead now but he's that album is really good and it's definitely like worth listening to um beyond that there's a dude called jb that i think you'll really like yeah j-a-b-e-e the album's called this world is so fragile and cruel and i'm glad i got you but this dude has such a like old school style flow not not like old old school but like 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 the nas kind of common kind of style okay um and he even references those guys a lot too so he looks like like an older dude too yeah, and he's been around for a little bit. I hadn't heard about him until I had heard about him on um, Serious Rap Shit, and it's he's really good. I really liked that album a lot. Um, other than that, I mean, the only other two things that I can think of, well, there's one called Klo. I'm not sure how much you would like it. K-L-L-O. Okay. It's a different style. Like, it's kind of more modern and, like, basically TikTok music is the way, like, if TikTok was a genre, I think it would be what these kids are starting to come up with. Yeah, because it's really it's pretty good. Um, well, you know, I'm loving me some TikTok. More, yeah, I need to listen to it a few more times. And I'm not saying it's like album, like it's the TikTok generation's contributions to music. I think, yeah. or at least what it what I could see their contributions to. So, I'm music sorry, spell shaping. spell his his name out again. Uh, no, it's a group, and they're called Klo K L L O K L L O. Yeah, and so they're more electronic. It's not Got that's it. not rap anymore. Okay, um, I see it now. The Streets came out with a new album. The first what? one in like 12 years. It's fucking fire, dude. You need to check it out. Dude, I love The Streets. I know. And I think you'll actually like this. Like, There was a couple, the last album or two that they dropped, I wasn't really feeling that much. But this one I do really like a lot. And did you know that Bush is still releasing albums in 2020? Yeah, I just saw it. <laughs> I saw it. When did it come out? I, it's like a green Last album week. a green album yeah. yeah i saw it recently i was like i was like these motherfuckers know full well i can't help myself of course i'm gonna add this to my to my um, <laughs> backlog but and i gotta say like it's not a good album like just straight up it's a straight album out of the 90s but those guitar tones are straight out of the 90s and i just ate them up dude like that i did really like but it wasn't it's it if you don't like Bush, don't even bother. Like it's just an, another Bush album, and it's not even like good Bush. It's like the kind of not the electronic stuff they were coming out with, like Chemicals in Between Us, but yeah, it's it's just not it's not great. But it's it's <laughs> an album. Funny. It's an album for sure, and it's got good guitar tones. I can say that much. Dude, they've always had the best, like especially in that era. And I'm already just hearing the da na na na. Like that's all I can. Like, 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 it'll give you your. This is gonna be the. Sure. This is gonna be the sound of us for the rest of our life. Da na na na. Feedback guitar. Hit it. There it goes. <laughs> Dude, and I'll say. I mean, I fucking saw them live like three times. I think at least. Yeah. Like there's. I can't even say shit. Um. Oh, I just found. Yeah, the, that's. I found the streets album. Most- Mostly what I have. There's a couple other ones, but I can hold off. There weren't anything like super great that I 
Not that I added in chunks or like I found out standout. In the Dude, last I had month. almost forgotten about the streets too. I think I asked you about it a while back. Remember I said something? I was like, who's that British art rap artist? That, <laughs> it was like a few months back. And I was like, I can't remember. You're like, the streets? And I'm like, yeah, the streets. Like, <laughs> I hate when I forget shit like that. I'm like, I know I really fucking like them. Who the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, I feel so stupid. <laughs> That's yeah, that awesome. album was the soundtrack to like my senior and junior year. <laughs> Dude, it was a good track. It was a good album. Um, um, that's fucking cool yeah so i assignments for me it has to be logic dude like he's retiring supposedly like this is supposedly going to be his last album which maybe it'll be his last album but i i feel like i mean the kid's too good like he's going to be popping up on other people's albums or doing singles yeah, sure. so i know he's got his label that he's pushing a lot now which is great dude i love to see somebody who has worked really hard and is talented like succeeding at life like i love to see that and that's definitely him like he's put in the fucking time the effort um the work like he has definitely put all that shit in dropped album after album mixtape after mixtape which i still have not listened to the mixtapes like i need to find those because i know those are like raw good stuff of his um since you introduced me to him two years ago now i think maybe and I had found that first, that Young Sinatra, Volume 4. Dude, I fucking love him. He is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite artists, period. I've list I listened to Young Sinatra. I'm not even fucking shitting you for probably like a week straight when I fucking first heard that. And I wanted to learn every fucking <laughs> like word. And then I started listening to the other albums that he's got, which are all great too. They're great. Logic's great. Like I can't say enough. Like fanboy here, like for life. But He's going in retirement, so I gotta definitely assign that album. I have yet to yeah. listen to it. It came out yesterday. Um, I've just been busy with my little one, so I just have not like had the time to listen to it. But I can't wait. Um, I've heard good things about it. You know what I mean? I've read good things about it from others that have kind of just been very like enthusiastic. There are other Logic fans and stuff too. So I have to just because he's supposedly retiring now. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, same. I haven't heard it, but it's definitely on my backlog. Like, I mean, if Watsky is like the lower level of like the the corniness, like uh, Logic is the the one that I can definitely stand. And like, I I like Logic. I think he's super talented for sure. Like, he's really good. Uh, I heard the funniest. I actually had to pull it up because I wanted to get the wording right. It's the funniest joke ever, or at least the funniest Logic joke ever. Even though it's pretty mean spirited. I used to want to kill myself, but then Logic made that song and made cor uh, suicide corny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just made me laugh so hard. Like, <laughs> and the response that somebody had was like, so in a way, he's actually saving lives. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, he's really good and I am excited. I, I, I As soon as I knew that he was coming out with that one, I, I knew that I was going to end up listening to it anyway. So that one's on my backlog. That's so cool. I can, I can throw that on there too um i have a couple written down here do you want to double down on, i'll let you make the choice do you want to double down on rap or do you want uh more rock um no let's get variety give me a rock one all right do you want have you heard the sounds before no okay so then i'm gonna do the sounds album because i like they're just a band that took a little while to really kind of nail their sound or not really a while like their first two or three albums are so fucking good. 
Um, the new one is called Things We Do for Love. Things We Do for Love. Yeah. Um, Are they a British group? Yeah. Well, no, they're uh, Swedish, I think. Okay. I'm like, they have to be because all I'm looking at their band picture in like <laughs> two of them. It looks like two dads and the, their three kids. Yeah, no, they're Swedish. And America, and so like, you know, America don't do shit like that. They're like, oh, you're too old. Like, they won't promote shit like that, which is <laughs> fucking stupid. But that's why I thought they had to be, they couldn't be from America. <laughs> well, their lead singer is super hot, so I think they would have made it anyway. Uh, or they would have been promoted anyway. But, like, Something to Die For and their uh, most, most recent one before this one, Weekend, like, their sound kind of took a little while to to fully broaden out because mm-hmm. they started adding like these electronic elements to it and like kind of a disco feel to it. Yeah, and there, there's definitely songs in their catalog that are like, uh, it's kind of just clashes. But yeah. this album shows like once they found their sound, they can stick to it and make really like the title track on here. The things we the thing we do for love is. It's probably been the song that I've that's been in my rotation the most in the last month. It's really good. So have I, you I really listened to – so you've listened to the other albums, and this one I'm looking at, Weekend, Something to Die For. Those are the other ones you've listened to? I've listened to all of them. Okay. Yeah, Something to Die For and Weekend I don't necessarily recommend. Crossing the Rubicon is really good. Dying to Say This to You is amazing. And um, Living in America is, all, are really, is really good as well. Those are their first ones. And that was like – they're kind of more punky on um, Living in America – they get a little bit more electronic on Dying to Say This to You. Crossing the Rubicon is where they really add a lot of electronics. And that, that one's actually really good for like it being their first foray into it. Yeah. The ones after that is kind of where it's like a little they're, – they're trying to find their footing a little more, I think. But this one, they found it again and nailed it. It took them a few years, I think, because the, the last weekend came out seven years ago. So there's another yeah. delay – in in those two right um but th- this one's really good i think and yeah this is the, that's the one i'll sign for this one. okay cool sounds good yeah i got so it So we'll only do two this time um to try and lighten the load on us hopefully we're not gonna make any commitments but hopefully we can record okay more than <laughs> a month and a half in between episodes more than four episodes in a year yeah that's funny uh but we'll see where that goes then <laughs> um yeah yeah we don't know what the hell's gonna happen between now and yeah. the next one. See, that's why we got to make sure to record the next one before we let the world go to shit again. Dude, for real. We won't even get into it, but yeah. Oh, All right. I was going to ask what? you. Well, I guess, yeah. Let me ask you real quick just on, on, on before we end. Have you heard the band uh, say anything? Yeah. You like them? They're okay. I, I came across a track somebody had posted. Uh shit, is it doesn't really matter, I guess I can't remember which one. <laughs> but I listened to the whole album. The whole album sounds very consistent too, but it was pretty good. And I was like, I wonder if Joseph's heard them or not before. That was just more curiosity. I don't know if anybody else heard them out there. This is an older album, it's like two thousand four. Yeah, I mean, they're a pretty popular band. They were they were really popular when pop punk was starting to like get real big. Yeah, they're like they're kind of like the brand new uh, starting line, kind of that generation. Of, gotcha. Okay, um, that makes more sense. Pop punk. Yeah, because so, uh, the track I heard was very upbeat, and I listened to the album. The whole album was very upbeat and like, like, um, it just made me feel good. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, yeah like like some yeah, like whenever I hear them, they're on the radios of like. 
I, I'm listening to a, a Fall Out Boy album and then it ends and then it goes like into the autoplay of, of Spotify. Yeah. And that's how I'll usually end up hearing them. And they're they're okay. They're not one of the bands that like I'll gravitate towards. Yeah. Like um They just had a yeah, good I mean, feel. Like they had a good yeah. feel, but nothing was like really standoff stand standoffish, stand out-ish. But that's and that's why like I But the band I had a really, really good feel and, and I so I added that album. Um ah, shit, what was it called? Crap. Uh, is a real boy is the album that had oh, the yeah. track that I liked. Listen, I'm pretty to the, sure that was like their big one. Yeah, was that the, that was their big one? And so it was pretty good. And it just had a really good feel to it. Again, nothing really stand out that I was like, wow, like blown away about. But the whole album has the whole album has like really had a really good feel, and I liked it. And I was like, man, I couldn't remember hearing you ever say anything about them. So I was like, I wonder if he's. He had to have heard them, but I just didn't know if you had or not. So I just thought I'd kind of throw them out there See, too. I think this might be why. Is a real boy is an hour and twenty six minutes. The album that they followed it up with is like a double album called In Defense of the Genre, which is another hour and a half. And like, that's not pop punk to me. Pop punk needs needs to be in and out within like forty five minutes mm-hmm. tops. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also got twenty one tracks on it. That's a yeah. lot of tracks for a, yeah, for a yeah, punk yeah. album. Like, bro, you. Gotta stay in the early doubles. Like, you know, <laughs> 13, that's about the limit. Like, you gotta stop around there. Yep. They could have split this album into two and then made two albums. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, nah, that's cool. Though. Yeah, that's cool. If you don't have anything else, then I guess we'll just sign off. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Later. All right, guys. We'll see you when we see you. Bye. <laughs>